Let's all stand up and let's all welcome Pastor to the stage. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you. Wow, it's great to be here. Awesome to be here. Um, how many of you are on holiday here today? Are you visiting people on holiday? Oh, welcome. Enjoying the wind like I am camping? <laughs> I'm hoping this week when that high comes through, I'm hoping to get some sun and no wind and go swimming. But, um, but I do love Nelson and it's a real privilege to be here. Um, Bart and Rachel are great friends of ours. Um, I'm married to the mighty Will over here and um, we pastor Equippers Dunedin, as Phil said, and um, we've been there for three years. Before that, we were in Masterton in the North Island and um, we were the pastors there. And before that, we were in London um, on team over in London, which was awesome. So... We've travelled around a bit, and um, we've now got three little people that belong to us, and um, they're nine, seven, and five. And um, yeah, we love we love pastoring, we love um, leading church, we love building the kingdom um, wherever we are, doing whatever we can to establish God wherever we go. Um, and I'm an accountant, so in my free time, I like to crunch a few numbers, and um, and that's where Phil and I work together on a project for Axe Churches, where we. Um, just did a, a sort of a, a change throughout the whole movement, a restructure for everything. So that's where I, what I've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, and we've just finished that. So now it's business as usual, which is quite nice. And um, that means I can spend some more time in the Word. Um, I feel like God sort of dropped a few words into my heart for us today as a church. And um, so I'm going to share them with you. But the first is just something from my own life, just a little bit of a... Um, a testimony because it's a brand new year and um, at the beginning of a year I like to sort of buy a new journal buy a new pack of pens or something fun and um, I like to go to God and say God you know what is it for this year 2017 what have you got for me what's the word that can focus me and pull me in um, for the current year and the reason that I do this is because um, I noticed a trend um, that God would take me through themes in a year and then at the end of the year I'd look back and go wow this year we really focused on my character this year we really focused on whatever it was and so I got a little bit cheeky and I thought how about I ask God before the year rather than looking back over the year. And so now I go to God in January and I say, what have you got for me this year? What's the word? What do you want me to hone in on? What do you want me to focus on? And um, he's given me a couple of words for myself and for Dunedin um, this year, which is exciting. And I'm going to really focus on those. But I just wanted to encourage you as a people um, in your own personal devotional life with Jesus to go to him in January and say, what have you got for me? What's the word? What do you want me to focus on this year? What do you want to change, renew, restore, redeem within me this year? It might be something to do with your own character. It might be some way that you can reach out to somebody in your world. It might be a word for your town or wherever you're from. Um, just ask him, because I think that he's got words that he's just wanting to drip from heaven for every single person. If we'll just take a moment to say, what have you got? What is it, God? So buy a new journal, get some coloured pens, start something fun, and um, just believe that he wants to speak to you in 2017. Um, the title for my message today is um, Undo Ordinary. Undo Ordinary. Because, you know, we move from glory to glory. We need to keep moving. We need to keep momentum in our life. And we need to stop just living ordinary, everyday, mediocre, normal we need to undo ordinary and step into the supernatural and into what God has for us. So let me pray before we start. 
Holy God, thank you for your presence. Thank you that you're here today. Thank you that you just want to drip your words from heaven, that you want us to hear you. And I pray that we would come as a people unified this morning, sitting in your presence, ready to hear from you with open hearts, open minds. I pray, God, that you would just anoint every single word today, that it would come direct from heaven into the hearts of your people, and that we would leave this place renewed, ready for 2017, excited about what you've got in store for us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So undo ordinary. Are you ready? The scripture that I want to start with today is found in Ephesians 4. Now, it's my fault that there's no scriptures on the um, the screen unless Ben has magically made it happen um, because my hotspot was not working at the campground. But um, basically, Ephesians 4.1, this is where I want to start today. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. We're talking about undoing ordinary today, stepping into our calling, understanding that we've been called by God. You know, the book of Ephesians was written by Paul. He was a great revolutionary of the New Testament. He turned things on its head. He did, he undid ordinary everywhere that he went. Um, He was probably one of the greatest apostles or followers of Jesus in his time, in the New Testament probably. And originally, he was a little bit revolutionary for the wrong cause. Um, But once he had that encounter with Jesus, he was a revolutionary for the right cause. He undid the status quo everywhere that he went. He spread the gospel far and wide across the Roman Empire. That was his mission. And everywhere that he went, he established churches and people. Everywhere that he went setting up basic theology in all of those places. And, you know, a revolution is a change in the way that things have always been done. It's like an overthrowing of the status quo. It undoes ordinary. And a person that causes a revolution steps out of ordinary, is fully engaged. They're outside of themselves and they're involved in the cause. They go out to be involved in. It's not something that they can walk away from. It's like this cause that rises up on the inside of us that we are, we know we were born for something more than just existing, born for something more than just an ordinary life. And it's not, it's not a license to be rebellious, but it's a cry to live a fully committed, called life, spreading Jesus everywhere you go. Um, If I had some pictures to show you, just use your imagination for a minute. When I think of someone who undoes ordinary, when I think of a revolutionary, someone like Paul in the New Testament, I think of a superhero with undies on the outside. (laughs) So if you could just imagine that for a moment, like a little kid, you know, they dress up, they put these undies on, they put a cape on, and they're like, hey, I can take on the world. Like, there is nothing that I can't do right now. And if you just imagine standing in a superhero pose for a moment, Apparently, I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently standing in this pose with your hands on your hips pretending you're a superhero actually makes you feel a bit braver. There's been some science that um, actually proves this, and a friend texted me the other day, and she was like, did you know that they've actually written an article about standing in a superhero pose now, taking your ground, holding on, and you actually are ready to take on the world a little bit more? So next time, in the morning, when you're feeling a little bit, what's coming up today, just stand in front of the mirror. (laughs) Imagine that you've got your cape on and your undies on the outside, but then get changed properly before you leave the house. 
Um, so Bill Johnson, he writes some great books. He's a pastor in America. And um, he wrote a book called When Heaven Invades Earth. And um, I just love this one quote that I wanted to share with you. It is abnormal for a Christian not to have an appetite for the impossible. It has been written into our spiritual DNA to hunger for the impossibilities around us to bow at the name of Jesus. Abnormal for a Christian not to have an appetite for the impossible. And so when I think back to that key scripture for today, Ephesians 4.1, called, begging us to lead a life worthy of the calling of Jesus Christ in our hearts. And it begins with the word, therefore. And when we read therefore in the Bible, we need to go back a few, a few verses and just read what has been said before that would lead us into that. So if we can go to Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21, we find all the answers within this passage. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go, grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. That scripture, that passage of scripture tells us that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We've got Christ in our hearts. Our roots go deep down into his love. He keeps us strong and he empowers us to live the life that he is asking us to live. The time is now. Not next year. Not, don't wait another year. 2018 is not your year. 2017 is your year to live the life that you are meant to be living. I think that God has issued a call to equip as Nelson to step out of ordinary, undo ordinary, and live a little bit revolutionary on the edge. And I think today I'm just going to unpack a few things, four simple points about what it could mean to live on the edge, out of ordinary, a little bit revolutionary, because it's time for a life less ordinary, to catapult you, to captivate you that you're living your best life right now. No more waiting around. Right now, enjoying every moment. Screaming with joy every day. Running into your promises, your purposes. Waking up going, yeah, this is good. I'm living my dream. I'm living what I know I was called to do. Because life's too short to blend in. I want to be pulled into a life less ordinary. Now, before I go any further, because I just saw this huge white elephant into the room, I just saw this lie pop up into every single one of your minds. The lie that you were created for ordinary. The lie from the enemy that you don't matter. That your life might not make a difference in those around you. 
that insufficiency that just surfaced in your thinking, the inadequacy that just quickly reminded you of past failures, that lie, that thinking that's robbing you from your inheritance. There's this really great poem, and um, I'm sure you've heard it before. It's old, it's famous, um, by Marianne Williamson. And Nelson Mandela quoted some parts of this poem when he addressed the nation of South Africa when he became president. And the poem is called Our Deepest Fear. I'm just going to read a little portion. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And it is not in just some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. You know, I think that often we can go, oh, who am I to be brilliant? Who am I to be talented? Oh, I could never make a difference. What do you mean I could live a life less ordinary? Well, actually, we just need to flip that around a little bit. We're a child of God. We have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit within us. There is nothing that you combined with God cannot do. There is nothing. And we need to remember we've been set apart, anointed, called, graced, equipped, empowered. We need to step out of ordinary and into purpose. God is the creator of everything, heaven and earth. There is nothing greater. At his name, everything will bow. Everything comes under his rule and his reign. He will empower you. He has, his arm has not lost its power. He is strong. He is true. He is able. And he wants people to be his hands and his feet to do what he's asked us to do he will work within you to accomplish his purposes he will use you to do what he wants to do you know sometimes we we think about purpose or calling or greatness or and we think that's just for somebody else but actually you know in Isaiah 6 we read that um that moment where he just says send me I'll go That is all God needs from us, is a send me, I'll go for you. I'll do it. What is it? Let me at it. Where is it? (laughs) Unchain me. Let me go. Send me, I'll go for you. I remember when we were um, asked to move back to New Zealand and and take the senior role in the church, and and Willie was like, yep, yep, send me, I'll go. And I was like, I am not singing that. I will not go for you, Jesus. And Willie's like, yeah, I'm all about it. You know, and he's like, heard God, and we're going, and we're making this move. And I'm like, you're going to have to speak to me, Father, because I need a revelation. I need something right now. I need you to tell me something. And it was you know, in that moment when I come before him and I just say, hey, I'm not enough. I'm not enough by myself. I need to be full. I need to be renewed by you. I need to be restored by you. And then I can, then I can stand before you and say, yeah, send me. I'll go for you. I'll go, I'll do whatever it is. You know, and I found myself this year, we had the privilege last year of, of having a sabbatical. They're fun. Um, I'd quite like those more often, but um, we waited nine years for that one. 
and um, we went to Israel and we did a tour around um, the Holy Land and, and we went to a lot of different places but we had um, communion um, one night, um, one afternoon and we were sitting outside what they think is the tomb where Jesus was buried and um, it's a beautiful garden that they've created and Christian people run it and um, and they give you little communion cups and you have a moment and I just remember sitting there I was just crying in the presence of God and um, I found myself committing to him all over again you know like I am I love Jesus I'm fully saved I'm fully committed to his purposes I'm walking in his his ways and I'm I'm trying to live what he's asking me you know when we're so in love with our creator and in love with our father like there is nothing that will stop us from saying I'm yours use me here I am here I am I'm ready I'm waiting I'm willing send me I'll go for you what is it um, and I think, you know, that Ephesians 4 is a really good scripture to start the year with. Hey, he's called you. And now the writer, Paul, the writer of Ephesians is saying, I beg you to live a life worthy of that calling. Change a few things. Step out of ordinary. Step into purpose. Step into 2017 saying, here I am. Send me, I'll go for you. So I'm going to push back that lie right now in the name of Jesus and declare that you are worthy. You are enough. You are adequate. You are full with the power of the Holy Spirit. Mighty God, I just declare right now a covering by your blood over your people that no life from the enemy can rob us. No life from the enemy can come and take our thinking and try and sabotage the call and the purpose. It says in your word, mighty God, that your call is irrevocable. There's nothing that can take that away. So I just declare right now a sealing by your blood of your protection that your people will hear your call. Your people will hear purpose. Your people will hear how they can step out of ordinary in 2017 and into all that you have for us, mighty God, covered by your blood, protected on every side, not believing the lie, but hearing the truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, so you matter. Your life matters. What you have to offer matters. So as we run into this next year, let's not let those think, that thinking, that inadequacy stop us from running into all that God has for us. So the call to all, uh, life less ordinary, step one, is to pray. Alone we're not enough, but full of the Holy Spirit, unstoppable. Nothing that we cannot do. And I love that the recipe for revival has not changed since Bible times. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Second Chronicles 7:14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Are we burdened enough to pray? I love that song from Hillsong um, United. You know, I touched the sky when my knees hit the ground. Are we burdened enough to pray? Are we reduced to our knees on a regular basis for the people that we do life with, for the city that we live in, for our own family? Can we put aside our own thoughts, our own needs, our own desires for five minutes and pray? Pray for someone else, for something else, for the city. Get praying, get praising, mobilize, shaking something in the spirit.
I have some really large prayers that I love to pray for Dunedin um, because I'm really fiercely loyal. So I used to pray for Masterton a lot. Now I pray for Dunedin a lot because that's where I am and my heart is there. And, um, you know, I pray that Dunedin would be crime-free, suicide-free, child abuse-free, depression-free, self-harm-free, intimidation-free, and that the whole city would come to know Jesus as their personal saviour. 120,000 people. It's been done before. It's been done before. City of Nineveh. I try to actually pray these things and start declaring them and prophesying them. I'm convicted that my own prayer life needs to go to another level here. I easily forget about that stuff that I really care about and that I really want to pray about and instead I get caught up in my own world and my own wants and my own needs and God loves to hear that stuff too he cares about every single detail of our lives he does but are we burdened enough by what's going on around us to pray in that manner as well Um, so a call to a lifeless ordinary step to Jesus source of life the beginning all important starting point is your own personal relationship with Jesus he's the author and perfecter of your life he's the power by which you get to live you need a personal deep relationship with Jesus if you want to live a life less ordinary 2017 could be your year where you go deep deep calls to deep where you spend time with Jesus and your own personal relationship just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. John 10.10 says that he came that we may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Relationship with him first. Abundant life flows from that place. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And before you were born, before I was born, he fashioned us. He made us. He created us with purpose in mind. Nothing's impossible for him. But we need to be found by him. We need to be in relationship with him. I love this scripture. Philippians 3, if you can turn with me because it won't pop up. Philippians 3, verse 8 to 9. I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. For his sake, I've lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish in order that I may win Christ, that I may actually be found and known in him. The whole goal of our lives, the whole purpose, the end result is that we would have a deep and satisfying relationship with Jesus. That needs to be the beginning of anything that we do is its overflow. Overflow out of our deep and satisfying relationship with Jesus. He loves you. He loves you. He wants to be known deeply by you, intimately. Personal relationship. Step three. So we're going to pray. We're going to go deep in our relationship with Jesus. And step three. We're actually going to pack up our potential. We're going to grab a few things. Um, There's a quote that I love, and um, it used to be on a sticker that I had on the front of my laptop, but it just says, pack up your potential, all you have learnt, grab a cute pair of shoes, and head out and change a few things. 
And I think, you know, let's grab some potential. Let's grab what's within us. Let's grab those things that just come naturally, those gifts, that talent, that skill, that heart, that passion that God breathed into you when he created you. That's your potential. It's already within you. It's already inherent. It's already in there. You just need to pull it out. What's within you? Have you done a spiritual stock take lately and said, hey, God, you know, what's within me? I love to put my name down. I'm a little bit visual in case you didn't realize, but I have this big A3, yes, that's the big one, sketch pad, and sometimes I do my quiet times with this, and um, I just put my name in the middle of it. And then I ask God, you know, what are the gifts and the talents and the skills and the things that make me beat on the inside? What is the, what have you put within me that I may not have recognized yet? And then I just start thinking and asking him and I write a few words down and I find some scriptures and it's kind of like doing a little bit of a spiritual stock take. What's inside of you? Your potential that you may not have even discovered. What could be if you let it? What might escape from you if you had no restrictions? Because, you know, whether you like it or not, you are a package deal. God created you on purpose, with purpose, and he built you the way you are. Sometimes I think we spend far too long fighting who we are. Really, we just need to go, actually, no, this is how I'm wired. I've been built this way on purpose or for purpose. You know, um, I'm an accountant and, um, you know, often that could seem a little boring or, um, you know, yeah, anyway, I like to rock that accounting world with my pink fluffy pens and things like that. Um, but, you know, God, God made me that way on purpose. And for a long time, I used to try and separate the accounting from the ministry And so I know that I'm called to do ministry with my husband. I know that I'm called to lead church. I know that I'm called to use my mouth to speak his words. But I tried to separate this other skill and talent that I had. And and then, you know, in the last couple of years, God has just said to me, you know, I want all of you. I put all of that in there for a purpose, for a reason. So I want you to give me your skill as well as what you think the ministry gifts are. He was like, I want the whole thing. So he doesn't want to discount half of you. So, you know, this half, left side, yeah, doing my numbers, this side, creative, preaching the word. He wants the whole thing all wrapped in together, and he's like, just give it to me. Give me the whole lot. Um, Don't try and separate it. Don't try and fight against that part of my personality or that part of how he's made me. He wants the whole package. So sometimes I think we're fighting too hard against actually how you've been built and how you've been created. So I dare you, I dare you this year to put your name in a piece of paper and go, God, what have I got? What did you put within me? Who am I? What are all my skills and gifts and talents? Do you even know what spiritual gifts you have been given? Because it says in the word that we all have them. So what are they? What's your lean? What's your bend? What's within you that you didn't even know was there? Um, I like to go to God and open my ears, open my heart, and he speaks to me um, in a number of different ways, but I just want to give you a couple of practical things. I'm a little bit practical, probably the accounting side coming out, but I just want to give you a, a few practical things that I do as I go to God, because that can be a bit of a scary thought. You know, put your name in the middle of a piece of paper and go, okay, who am I? Um, but actually, there are a few things that you can do to make it a bit easier. So, In the Bible, it says that God bends down to listen when we pray. 
So like when you're speaking to him and you're asking him stuff, he's actually bending to listen and to speak to you. Um, and so when we're told in James that when we come close to him, he comes close to us. So as you do this, believe that he's going to meet you there. As you spend time with him, believe he's going to speak to you because he will show up. He wants to show off. He wants to tell you some really great stuff. So God gets my attention in a couple of ways. The first is in words. So I go to the word and I open up the word and I apprehend some of those words just for me. So God wrote the Bible just for me, in case you're wondering. So it's my personal book and I get all of those promises and all of that stuff in there. If you'd like it, then feel free to open your Bible because he wrote that one just for you. So get it, open it up, and get some of those words into your life. Um, I made a decision a number of years ago um, to read the Bible in a year, and um, so I bought one of those snazzy little Bible in a years. Um, you know, this is before like we had it all on our devices. Um, so I bought this little lovely hard, cop- hard Bible that said Bible in a year, and it broke the Bible down into daily readings, 15 minutes a day. And I was through the Bible and I did that for seven years in a row because I just love the word of God. And if we can get the word of God into us, it is the truth that will shift all lies and it will remove all of that stuff and the junk and it will focus us and bring us into his purpose and into his promises. So if I can, if you can remember one thing of what I have said today, get in the word. Get in the word and let the word get in you. Let him take you over. Let him speak some truth. So God began to illuminate passages of Scripture to me, and he began to speak to me um, in ways throughout the Bible. So just words would jump off, or whole passages would jump out, or he'd link me to another passage, and the Word comes alive. It is Holy Spirit breathed. So if you can spend some time in the Word, I promise you, he'll meet you there. Um, The second is prophetic revelation. So I love to put myself in places where um, other people may speak to me on behalf of God. So coming to church, going to a conference, spending some time with a mentor or someone that I really respect. Um, you know, one day during a church service, um, the pastor was preaching at the front and, and he just gave me a word on the front row. I was sitting there with Will and um, he just said, hey, Desiree, you're not nice anymore. And I was like, that is a rude word in front of a lot of people. And um, you know, I was a little bit offended for a minute, but if it doesn't offend you, it doesn't have the power to change you. So it offended me, and I was like, ah. And so then I went to God, and I was like, God, what do you mean? And God's like, hey, you're not nice, you're powerful. So stop trying to be nice. Stop trying to just sugarcoat everything and start just being powerful and speaking what I've asked you to speak rather than cloaking it with nice words. Because I was too worried about offending other people and upsetting people. And actually, God was like, hey, come on, I've put words in your mouth. Speak. Speak life. Um, or what about prophetic revelation? So the third way that God speaks to me is just me and him spending time, and he just gives me revelation. He just gives me a word, a saying, a phrase, a one-liner, um, something that shifts my thinking and shifts me. I love um, Colossians 3 verse 1 to 2 in the message, and it says, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up, be alert to what's going on around. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. So dig, 
Find your truth. Find who you are. Understand how God's made you. Pack up your potential this year. Put some stuff. Understand who am I? What's within me? What could escape from me if I let it? What potential could leak out from me in every conversation? And then my fourth point, my final point for today is um, if you want to live a life a little bit less ordinary, then you're going to have to change a few things. So we take that prayer, we take our deep relationship with Jesus and we take our potential and then we get on out there and we change a few things. Successful people are ordinary people with determination. A little bit of grit, a little bit of tenacity, a little bit of I'm going to get up and go, I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. Because it's time for the spiritual, physical landscape of Nelson to change. It's time for there to be a shift. And you are here for a reason. You're in this place for a purpose. It's time for love, joy, and peace to be the dominant flavors in this city. It's time for us to put those undies on the outside and actually rise up and say, hey, I'm here. I'm a superhero in disguise. I'm here to bring some change. I'm here to be light in a hurt and broken world. I'm here to have some answers that people might need. Firstly, salvation, and then how to live a godly life, a discipled life. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. Nothing is impossible. Let there be light. You know, we owe people an encounter with Jesus. We owe people, we owe society a moment with him. Lots of people in this world suffer when they don't need to in the darkness. And we've got light. It's like the best kept secret. And we need to radiate. We need to let him out on a daily basis. I've got a few practical thoughts for you about how you could do this. Um, worship team, or who was on the key on the keys maybe? Do you want to do the... Um, the first thing, business. Maybe you're in business. Maybe you're a business person in this place. Um, just be the best. Be the best in your field and you'll shine light. Um, if God's gifted you and trained you in that arena, then shine. Download his wisdom. Ask him for strategies. Ask him for ways to do things. If you can do your job with excellence and vision and wisdom beyond the natural... God will begin to seep out of you. People will be like, what's going on over here? I want what they've got. Um, I've got a very successful friend. Um, she lives in London and she started her own company, Recruitment of Teachers. And um, she determined from day one that um, 10% of everything that she earned was going to go into third world countries to establish schools and to train teachers in, in um, places where there weren't any schools or teachers. And, um, you know, I've seen her dedication and her diligence. She's taken her skill and her training and she's merged it with her heart for mission and she's now able to do all of that in one big fancy package and that was using her brain merging it with her ministry so business person how can you shine in your world what can you do differently in 2017 excellence creativity wisdom loving the people around you what about education if you're a teacher in this place I applaud you could you speak life into the next generation? How can you change the way that the world tells them to think and cause them to think with kingdom principles and kingdom understanding? What about family and friends? You know, people are hungry for deep and meaningful relationships. How can you be 
a better family member or a better friend in 2017. Healthy families can influence other families. Show the way, change what it looks like to be a mum or a dad or a daughter or a son. Having some godly friendships in your life in 2017. I love the idea that, well not the idea, I love the concept that um, friends can sharpen one another. I've got this brilliant friend and she can sharpen me in a minute, but she loves me so fiercely that I never feel hurt. Friendship. If you don't have a friend like that in your life right now, can I challenge you to ask God to show you someone this year? I remember when we walked into Macedon and we knew nobody, and I said to God, okay, so who do you want me to be friends with? Who can I actually like hang out with and be friends with? And he said, go over there and ask that girl if she wants to go for a run. And so I went over to this girl and I said, hi, I'm Desiree, nice to meet you. Um, do you want to go running on Thursday? She goes, oh, I don't really run, but okay. <laughs> and um, we ran for the next five years every single Thursday, and, um, and she was a gift to me. And she's still one of my greatest friends. So if you want deeper friendships in 2017, just ask God to show you. Who can I be friends with? How can I be friends with them? What do you want me to do in that space? Don't live on your island of self. We were meant to do life together in relationship with deep, meaningful relationships. Don't hibernate. Don't isolate. You don't have to be the extrovert of the party because I certainly am not. I love to pull into my shell and not talk to anybody. (laughs) But we need friends. We need people to sharpen us, to encourage us, to love us, to walk with us. What about if you've been gifted in science or medicine, health, if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor? Um, You've got healing hands and God wants to use you. In 2017, this might be the year of the miracle. You might see something when you lay your hands on somebody, when you're walking through the, the corridors at work or the hospital or wherever it is. You might just get to breathe the presence of God into a hospital room that didn't have it before. The possibilities are endless. So let's undo ordinary in 2017. Let's break some of the status quo. Let's unpack a little bit of who we are and how God's made us. And then let's just shine Him everywhere that we go, in every field. Don't discount how you've been wired. Don't discount your skill or your training, your placement. It's one big package deal from God. Use it all. Be available. Come before Him this year and just say, Here I am. Send me. I'll go for you. It's a dangerous thing to say. (laughs) But so rewarding. Because we get to live in faith. Not just in maintenance. On the edge of faith, saying, Here I am. Use me today. One conversation, one relationship, one moment. What could it be? Lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Father God, I pray that you would just cement your word in our heart today. That we would leave this place knowing that we're empowered by you. We are graced by you. We're equipped by you. And that this year, God, we come before you with open arms and an open heart. Let the cry that comes out of us in our quiet time with you and our devotional life with you be, here I am, send me, I will go for you. 
I'll do what you're asking me to do. I'll look at all of the gifts and the talents and the skills that you've put within me. I'm a package deal, graced by you, God. Holy Spirit, I just unleash this sense that nothing is impossible for you. Would you just embed yourself in our hearts to greater measure this morning? I push back all fear in the name of Jesus. I push back inadequacy. I declare that we are covered by your grace. We're sanctified. We're set apart. We're empowered by you. There's nothing that you cannot do. you might be here today, you might be visiting with a friend someone might have brought you along and you don't yet have that personal relationship with Jesus that I've been talking about or perhaps you have once but you've walked away I'd like to give you an opportunity right now to either come into relationship with Jesus for the first time or to return to him He has not gone anywhere. He has remained. The decision is up to you. Will you let him be Lord of your life? Will you let him lead you, love you, care for you? On a daily basis. How we do it in Equippers Church is we all just bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you would like to make that decision today, all you need to do is lift your hand. I will see it then we will all pray a prayer together. And that will begin your relationship with Jesus, that deep, satisfying, rich relationship with Jesus that I've been talking about today. So could we all just bow our heads, close our eyes in this place today. And if you're here and you'd like to make that decision, if you'd like to ask Jesus to be your personal Lord and Saviour, either for the first time or as a recommitment of your life today, just raise your hand in this place. I will see it, and I will include you in my prayer. Is there anyone here today? I haven't seen any hands today, so let me just close with prayer. Mighty Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word that breathes hope and life into us. I pray, Lord, that you just cement it, that we'd leave this place more convinced of your presence and your power. Show us this week, God, how we can shine your light just a little bit more into the worlds that we live in. In your mighty name. Amen. Just seen in the now